What's the first thing you do in 2022 when you need something done, but you're not sure where to get it? You Google it, right? You need a plumber, you Google it. You need a mortgage, you Google it. You need a car detail or an oil change, you Google it. If your business doesn't show up in the top three or even on the first page in general, when I Google something, chances are you're not getting my business. Actually, you're definitely not getting my business. It's that simple. Maybe you do show up, but you only have one review that was left by a customer in 2015. Well, you're not getting my business either. Websites by Students is a company that's here to help solve modern website issues for small and medium-sized businesses. The team at Websites by Students builds custom WordPress websites for small and medium-sized service businesses. Every website is 100% custom built, which means you tell them what you want on the site and they build it exactly to your needs. Every website comes equipped with Google Suite functionality, meaning the Google Map, Google integration is all built in right from the start. Their prices are incredibly affordable and their team is super professional to work with. They can build you a brand new website in under three weeks and that comes with unlimited revisions. So they'll send you the first draft. If you don't like it, tell them to fix it as long as you want until the site looks exactly the way that you want it. They won't publish anything until it's perfect and you want it built the way that you want it. The best part about it is that every website package comes with one year worth of free website management. So six months after you get this site built, if you want to update something, whether it's copywriting or you own a restaurant and you want to add to your menu, just tell the team at Websites by Students to do it. They'll turn that around in under 48 hours and get that website updated for you to your exact specifications. It gets even better. Websites by Students is a purpose-driven organization. A portion of every website they build goes to a scholarship fund to help fight student debt for as many college students as they can. If you visit websitesbystudents.com today, fill out the contact form and mention the Get It Done podcast. You'll save 20% on your next website project. That could be as much as $500 worth of savings. And that $500 is more than likely going into that scholarship fund to help fight student debt. Visit websitesbystudents.com today to get your new website built or get your existing website updated so that it shows up on the first page of Google, if not the top three. Their goal is to make you number one. Call them today, visit their website, mention our podcast, save 20%. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Get It Done Podcast. I'm Joe Zanke, your host, co-founder, COO of On Demand Storage, who, who sponsors the podcast. And today I'm with my guest, Geva Baresh of Secure Our City. Geva, what's going on? How you doing, Joe? I'm doing great. I like your background. I, uh, you know, we both come <laughs> with a virtual game. It looks good. <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, when this uh, pandemic started, it, one of the first thing we did is create virtual backgrounds for every platform there is. So when we're meeting with customers and, uh, um, you know, people in the industry, at least uh, we look uh, presentable. I think it's on this side now. Yeah, yeah, it does. No, it looks great. It looks great. So look, Eva, I, um, I'm intrigued by what you do. I think um, you know, it's a really cool industry. I haven't interviewed anybody that's in this space before. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, and your company, Secure Our City? Well, I'll start with the company because I think that's a little more interesting. Um, Secure Our City was founded with the basic understanding that, um, you know, I come from the security world. I spent uh, um, quite a few years in the military in different uh, roles in the military. And... Um, 
what I've noticed over the years is that there is a huge gap between what the customer is looking for and what the market can supply. And we leave it up to the customer to do research on the internet and find out, but they still don't know what's the best product that they can choose and what's the right product for them. And then we have on the other side, the integrators, the people that go out and install the system. And they usually have contracts with certain manufacturers, but not with others. So they'll only present what they know with the systems that they're familiar. Right. And I've noticed that there is a big gap between what these guys are offering to what these, what the customer actually needs. And then everybody puts in their own little twist on the verbiage and the customer looks at it and it's like, he can't compare it. He can't compare what one integrator gives him versus the other. So the thought behind the company was, why don't we work for the end user, for the customer, trying to define what they need and then go out to the market and find the best solution for them. And then we actually stay with them all the way to the end to make sure that the implementation is actually tied in. So whether it be the school systems, we've done well over 100 schools, public safety buildings, apartment buildings, we take care of all of their technology needs. That's great. I mean, there's a huge use for that today, um, especially, you know, with what's, what's kind of going on in the world. And, um, you know, 2021, I think that just security is, um, is just a heightened thing. But uh, I think it's just an overall important thing to be aware of. And like you said, you know, being able to provide different solutions, I think just as a business in general is um, the key. You know, I think what you're essentially doing when you start a business is you're, you're identifying a problem. Um, you're identifying a specific customer's problem. And then you're presenting them with the right solution that fits them. So if you only have one solution, if you're a company that's out there only presenting one thing, then it might, like you said, it's it's not always a good fit. There's no comparison. It's not like it's it's not something that can solve all the problems. Whereas if you're out there identifying each individual problem and then finding the right solution to it, you know, now you can offer a lot of different solutions to your customer, but you can also expand your business much easier. Um, by being just a solution-oriented person, not just a product-oriented company. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, if you look at Secure Our City, we're actually uh, one-to-one. What we are doing is exactly what you just said. We started from security. We started with security cameras, access control, and then the world of IP grows. And all of a sudden, the notification, mass notification, IP phones, they're all tied in together. Um, because they're all IP addresses on the network, now all of a sudden you don't just have one isolated system. You've got 10 systems that you've got to make sure that they integrate. And you've got numerous schools in the district. The police has to be able to identify in time of emergency. Sure. So how do we let the police have access into those cameras if there's, God forbid, an active shooter or a bullying incident? How do we allow the police to have access to those security devices. Can we make sure that the police officers, when they get to the school, they already have a picture of what's the status of the event on their phones? Yeah. So we, our design takes care of that. So when a police officer gets to a school, they look at their phone, they can actually see which areas in the schools checked in safe. They'll know which door they can access without a problem, and they can log into the cameras at the hallway so they can actually see what they're walking into in the next corridor. So 
building solutions like that is what our company does. And like I said, we started at one and now we're encompassing everything about technology. Awesome. Because you also got to know cybersecurity. You got to make sure nobody hacks into those systems and so forth. Right. Yeah, you definitely do. Um, so tell me a little bit about, you know, you mentioned that you were in the military. You know, I don't have to go into what you're doing over there, but at the end of the day, how have you felt that, you know, that type of experience has translated into the business world as, you know, the CEO of a company? Well, I, I think that, first of all, I was uh, part of the Israeli military. I um, served in the Israeli military. And I think that uh, one of the key things that I've picked up from the military is um, assessment and um, looking back on what you did. I think that no matter what, at the end of the day, you have to sit back and say, okay, what did I do today? What did I do that was right? What did I do that was wrong? How do I improve that going for tomorrow? That ability is definitely something that we did in the military. You really? went out in an operation. You go back, you investigate, you study what you did. You look at it and you learn from your mistakes as well. I think that's a key feature for any CEO in my opinion, to have is the ability to sit down with himself, take a look at it, make sure that, hey, if you've done something, if there is something that you can improve, wake up the next morning, go and improve it. Um, so that's one of the key features that what the Israeli military taught me that I do. And the other one, and I, you know, uh, I told it to my daughter today, as uh, yesterday as well, is you're going out there in the world. The world is full of sharks and people out there that are not going to help you. You need to have the, I'd say, the, the understanding of what you're doing and what it is that you're going to do. Believe in yourself and just go do it. And you can't just go and tell people, yeah, just go do it. You know, it'll be okay. You got to go out there and do it yourself. Yep. So yep. as somebody who manages a company and before we had a lot more, you know, with the company I was before, a lot more employees and all of that, the belief in what you do and the belief that what you're doing is the right thing and willing to listen to people because some of the employees might come to you and give you ideas that you never thought about. So listening, make, but then taking a decision and moving forward, I think is a key um, items that I've learned or, or um, capabilities that I learned in the military that set my uh, way of uh, how I think today. I mean, those are extremely valuable things. You know, I think, going back to what you said about accountability and, and looking back and assessing a situation saying, you know, Hey, here's what I think even that would be a good practice to do, whether it's daily or weekly or whatever, you know what I mean? Just to think about, you know, did I add value today to what I was intending to add value to, or did I do something to improve? Am I, you know, I think that one thing that, um, you know, it's, it's good to know as an entrepreneur and, and, not only just in business, but in life is like, if you try to get, you know, just a little bit better every day, um, you'll look back after, you know, a certain amount of time be like, wow, you know, I have significantly improved my organization or my habits over the last, you know, however many, maybe a year or so. Um, so if you constantly are analyzing, you know, decisions that you made or steps that you've taken, um, and, you know, what came from them, whether it was good or bad and how you can improve on them, then you're inevitably just going to make it to where, you know, you want to go in that regard. And then, and then the other part of it is, is so important. I think that, you know, one thing that people, 
a lot of people have these big goals and these big dreams, but they, um, I think the one thing that they're missing is applying action. You know what I mean? Applying like the actual passion and actionable steps to creating them. Um, and so what you were mentioning about, you know, taking those steps, you know, actually going and doing something like people aren't just going to come save you. People aren't just going to go do what your dreams are for you. You have to go do them yourself. You have to take the action required. You have to make the sacrifices required to, to get them done. I mean, that's just it plain and simple. Absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, um, being able to put your, put a list of to do's for the day, for the week, for the month, and follow through on them um, is something that you can maybe do it mentally. I do it in my head every day. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do I have to get done today? One, two, three, four, five. Some people have to write them down, but that's something that you have to get done because you know there's a lot of pressures. When you start a company up, and we've been around now for five years, but when you start a company up and there's so many pressures to get things done, so many um, items that have nothing to do with the running of the day-to-day operation, but business-wise that you have to address, that you can get sidetracked, but that doesn't help your day-to-day operation. So as always, you know, what's our, what are your goals for today? What are your goals for this week? Yep. Goals for the month? And then how do I get them done? Um, I, I'm blessed and fortunate enough, and I appreciate all of my family and everybody around me that's helping me accomplish it and my employees. Um, but it's a, it's a daily struggle, and you have to, at the end, come ahead of the struggle and set yourself those goals and everything that you set out to do. I mean, I think that's, for me, one of the keys of being a startup uh, and being a CEO of a company when you start it up is have the cojones to go after it and put down the, the, what you want to get accomplished and go do it. That's, that's it at the end of the day. I mean, that's a, that's a big, big piece of it is just, um, you know, recognizing what the opportunity is, recognizing what you want out of it. And then kind of, like you said, just not giving up until you achieve until you achieve that level of success that you think, um, you know, you, that you had set out to achieve at the beginning. I mean, that's just, yeah. that's just it plain and simple. Now, when it comes to, you know, it seems like you work with, like you mentioned some government type of agencies, um, some different schools, stuff like that. When it comes to marketing yourself or positioning yourself in front of these types of customers, you know, what strategies do you typically use for the, for stuff like that? Well, I have to say that we were fortunate enough. We haven't implemented a um, marketing strategy yet. Um, we were fortunate enough to, you know, ear to mouth kind of a um, rolling along. Um, and we've um, managed to do some systems that even like uh, the state of Rhode Island, even though it's one of the smallest state in the, in our good old United States, but um, in Rhode Island, if you go and look at the schools, so when we design, we've done, I mean, probably over 50, 60 schools in Rhode Island because right. somebody hears about it and it goes on and on. Right. And we've done quite a few um, religious institutes. And it started because I'm Israeli and uh, I did a couple of synagogues, but we're doing churches now. So it kind of rolls. The same thing with um, public safety buildings. 
once you start on a public safety building and you put in, you know, a design together, people will talk about it. I mean, we've had an incident with one of the district attorneys where one of the prisoners was uh, complaining that the officers are keeping him up. And um, that's why at 2 a.m. in the morning, they were flushing his toilet. And that's why he was tired and the confession should be thrown out. I mean, I'm dead serious. That was an excuse. Well, luckily enough, we even tied the toilets in the jail cells to the access control system. So we had a record of every flush that the toilet so we showed that the only one that flushed the system was actually him himself inside the jail cell so you know we always have to stay ahead of the competition we always have to make it uh, interesting and it just it it starts rolling around and today we've got you know places uh, we're doing currently a handful of projects in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and Nashville. We're doing one in uh, Louisiana. We're doing a couple of international projects. So all in all, I mean, we're, it's just it just rolled along. So I have this whole strategy in my head on how we're going to go to market and add, but I just haven't gotten to it because, um, thankfully enough, we've been busy. That's that's great. I mean, the best. The best types of referrals, the best types of business are those that come from uh, from referral related customers, people who you do a good job for and they recommend you to another one, um, you know, especially in that that universe of government or religious institutions where, you know, everyone kind of knows each other. Um, so it's 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 nice to do a good job once and then get some reoccurring business out of it. So that's great. Um yeah, I mean, I think that when it comes to marketing yourself, you know, a, a lot of businesses for the longest time ever have done just exactly that. And they've been able to stay really busy, just growing it, that word of mouth, making those relationships and um, and, and just and staying busy. I think that now in 2021, you know, you're seeing a lot of people, um, a lot of companies using, you know, some digital advertising to to get the word out about what they do, whether it's on Google, whether it's on Facebook, whatever it may be. Um, I'm always interested in asking companies like that that question just because it, there's a there's a one thing that I think I was intimidated by when I first started my company was how much of that different type of promotion you can you can do and um, and so I didn't really know where to look or start but it's important I think to find out who your target market is and then just really identify where you're gonna find them and stick with you know maybe one strategy to get in front of them I agree with you a million percent. That's why if you look at it, we don't really have a Facebook page because I don't believe that our company is geared toward the home um, environment. Um, We could be, but we're not touching any inside homes. We do a lot of apartment buildings. So if there's a new construction, we'll actually design all their multimedia, the, the TV connections and all of that. But we don't get inside the apartment. So Facebook was never an avenue that we looked at because I believe that Facebook is more geared towards the individual versus LinkedIn that's more geared toward architects, police, and so forth. So we have our marketing campaigns on LinkedIn. We do our monthly project highlight. We do a lot of stuff on a lot. Let me rephrase that. We do some stuff on LinkedIn. Um, but that's the extent of what we do. It's just, um, you know, um, just to keep our word there out there. Um, but nothing on the web advertising and all of that. And, uh, you know, at some point we will, 
hire a marketing person, a full-time marketing person that will go after that. Um, But we're not there yet. Definitely. Definitely. Um, Well, yeah, obviously there's no rush. Um, Keep, you know, if you can stay busy without it, then why incur the expense? That, that makes perfect sense. No, uh, to get more revenue at the end. That's that's the whole goal is to get more revenue. Then that would be, that would be it. Well, you know, um, I've talked to a couple of great people on this show about stuff like that. So I'd be happy to even make some introductions when the time is right. Um, so do you enjoy, you know, outside of work, you know, do you have anything in your personal life that's um, important to you? Well, um, a huge snowboarder. Really? I actually, oh, huge. Oh, wow. Um, I actually, I used to teach and I'm a, um, um, a freestyle instructor. That's so amazing. I used to teach kids how to do the jumps in the park and the rails and all of that. Um, and then, of course, everybody looks at me is like, wait a minute, you do rails and jump and all of that. And I always refer back and I say, look, guys, even Tiger Wood has a coach that teaches him how to golf and helps him with his golf. The fact that I used to teach kids how to do freestyle doesn't mean that I jumped off the 50 foot jumps. Uh, I did, but doesn't mean that you have to do it. You just, you got to know. I also race Alpine boards. And if you have never looked at what an Alpine race board is, I suggest you go YouTube it because it is, if you snowboard, it's a wild thing. It's like, it's you snowboard on hard boots, like ski boots. And your feet are standing right one behind each other. So you're literally standing. It's a different thing. It's wild. It's awesome. If you like to carve, it's it's awesome. Um, So that's the winter pastime. And in the summer, I play a lot of basketball and soccer. So um, and my kids, of course. So, yeah. Well, Gib, I was not expecting the snowboarding answer. That was that's that's awesome though i i myself like to uh i'm more of a skier um snowboarding has always been something i i've i've tried it a few times um it's something that i would love to get a lot better at but for me i don't get to go as much as i'd like in the winter so when i do go i'm like should i learn how to snowboard or should i just do what i'm already good at because i'm here and i only get to go a couple of times so i'm kind of playing that game but even just being up on the mountain doing anything is like it's so much fun it's it's, it's amazing it's awesome where do you typically awesome. go so we're, we're in Boston, so we have our local sites here. Um, I taught uh, snowboarding for eight years at Wachusett, which is a local mountain. Right, yep. And I taught two years at Killington. Oh, Killington is the best. My, yeah, it is. My son used to go to Killington uh, Mountain School, so um, I went up there with him uh, on the weekends. Um, but next year, I'm starting to go to um, Colorado because my son is going to um, – school in Colorado for, you know, for his, yeah. So I'll be in Boulder. I told him the only reason why I'm willing for him to go to Boulder, see uh, you Boulder is because if you look at their website, it says that the dad has to come with his snowboard between November and April, at least once a month. Um, that's so going to be amazing. Oh, uh, I, I can't, that's, there is nothing like um, West coast and Europe it's uh the the snow is different than what we have out here in the east coast oh it's way different way different i got to ski park city utah once and it was like the best thing ever but look man i um i'm glad that you have that to look forward to i'm happy for you that that sounds amazing and congrats to your son on 
on uh, that achievement. He's going to have a blast out there. Oh, absolutely. We went to see it on Thursday and I look at it and I'm like, man, I went to Tel Aviv University. We didn't have all these mountains where I went to school. And I look at it it's like, ah, you got to love it. I, I'm glad for him. My daughter goes to James Madison in the South in oh, Virginia. Yep, yep. So it, it, you you just got to love it. You got to love it. No, that's awesome. So look, Kevin, the last question I typically ask everybody is um, for a book recommendation. you have anything that you've read recently or maybe throughout your life or career that you'd recommend to the audience? I don't know how many people would say this, but if I read a long time ago and I still have that copy of the book and I recommend it to anyone, How to Win Friends and Influence People. If you haven't read that book, read it. Yeah, It's all, everything that the book says, it's one of those, oh, of course, I know that, but nobody thinks about it. Yeah. Um, I think that is a huge, um, it helped me a lot in my early career, because when you go out of the military, after you're um, an officer in the military and you've got um, soldiers and they have to do what you tell them mm -hmm. to go into a civilian life, it's a different, different approach. Mm -hmm. And also in the military, as doesn't matter that you have ranks, you don't you know, you can't make people give you respect. You have to earn it. Sure. And that doesn't come by uh, being an, you know, an idiot. <laughs> you have to know, you have to manage, and you have to have people believe in you. So yep. those kind of books for me are, I read them quite often and, you know, always learn. That one has been recommended. And now that it's been recommended a second time, I have to read it. I mean, I just, uh, I no doubt it sounds like something that, um, be truly powerful. And, you know, I like to pick up a good book once in a while. I have so many good recommendations on here. I'm, I'm going to try and either make a library or at least print out like some sort of thing that I can give to everybody that says, you know, who recommended what books, but, um, how to, how to win friends and influence people is one that I've heard. And I, I, I think that anybody who's read it could say the exact same thing. And it's a, it's not a huge book. It's not that you're picking up a thousand page book. It's a very fairly small book and it's a quick read and it's light, but it's one of those that you sit back and you say, yeah, pretty much. Yep. Awesome. Well, look, Kevin, this has been great getting to know you. I, um, I love hearing about your company. It sounds like you guys are, um, are doing some great stuff. So congrats on that. Congrats on, um, you know, your son getting into college at a place where you can go snowboard. That's amazing. And, uh, look, this has been really great to meet you. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. We'll, we'll definitely stay in touch and talk soon. Absolutely. Enjoy it. Yeah.